This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only. And I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com. And if you want to join, all you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Was at the Helm, from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar and you get a better buzz. With, with the Savage Premium. So go to go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, 
and you ain't black. Okay, so the title is going to be Senile Joe Biden is Bringing Shame to the United States in an interview with Miranda Devine of the New York Post, plus my observations on dementia and such. There are medicines to, to treat dementia. There are biomarkers for determining whether a person has Alzheimer's disease. There's no mystery that he could be and should be tested. For example, if you have diabetes, glucose in your blood is a marker. High cholesterol level is a marker of one's risk of cardiovascular disease, right? It's absolutely imperative that a president of this age be tested for the biomarkers of Alzheimer's disease because they do exist. And I will tell you about them. There are two types of tau protein, which begin to increase when beta amyloid starts clumping together as amyloid plaques. And levels of these type of tau increase as early as 20 years before the characteristic tau tangles of Alzheimer's disease begin to appear in the brain. So there are biomarkers such as abnormal levels of beta amyloid and tau and cerebrospinal fluid that could be used to see how far gone the president is. There's also a scanning technique known as positron emission tomography, PET, PET scans, that can produce images showing where beta amyloid and tau have accumulated. They're biomarkers of Alzheimer's disease. The fact of the matter is, this must be done. So what medicines might they be using before Biden gives one of his speeches? Because he gives speeches in which he attacks Americans, Trump, white people, those who support the Constitution. We'll talk about that and more right here on the Michael Savage podcast. But right now, let's go to Miranda Devine in her great article in the New York Post. Senile Joe Biden is bringing shame to the United States. Hi, Miranda. Hi, how are you? I've given you such a great buildup before we even started. That's going to be in the podcast. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> well, it's always um, a, a pleasure to have you on the show because you're so clear and how you express yourself is also very clear in the sense that most people couch what they want to say in p the political world today. Everyone's looking over their shoulder. Your article struck me. In the New York Post, senile Joe Biden is bringing shame to the United States, New York Post, Miranda Devine. And I want to discuss that with you in a moment. Coincidentally, when I was on Newsmax TV last um, Thursday night or Saturday, I mean, the topic was quite related to this. My title was Biden's brain is gone. He will soon be replaced. I didn't mince words either because I'm very worried. Forget the fact that I don't like his politics. I don't. I have not liked yeah. a lot of the politics of Democrats, but I've never seen a man who was clearly suffering dementia. Every uh, second year medical student will tell anyone who would listen if they're rational. He's showing the classic signs of dementia. So how long does this charade go on? And can we afford it when we see that yesterday Putin has started to move his railway cars with nuclear weapons on it, the, the doomsday nuclear weapon. Russian nuclear military train is seen on the move and possible warning to the West. So let's say he's just faking it. But we didn't have this going on until now. So, Miranda, let's go to your article, please. You said Biden's cognitive deficits are increasingly apparent even to the most amateur observer. Yes. 
Do you remember when Trump was in power? We kept hearing that he should take a cognitive test. He's crazy. He's unhinged. And for six months, we were told Putin's unhinged, crazy, he's dying. When he wasn't crazy, unhinged or dying. Yeah. Now we have a president who's clearly unhinged. And all of a sudden, the king has no clothes. Look, I think partly this is because Americans are actually very kind people. Um, They're much less vicious about their leaders and particularly about their president, who they respect. Uh, No matter who is in the chair, there is respect for the office. (laughs) There wasn't respect for Trump. No, I know. And that was, I guess, you know, they say that he shattered the norms, but they shattered the norms, the media. But there still is this sort of vestigial feeling that, um, anyway, among decent people, and I guess okay. that decent, that you don't tear down uh, the sitting president. But it, that that is really quite um, self-defeating because the rest of the world sees whatever Biden's problem is. You know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to diagnose him. I mean, it seems pretty clear to me, but I don't need to diagnose him. None of us do. Basically, half the world thinks that he has dementia and that's through his own fault. It's because of his, you know, he falls up the stairs. Miranda, when you say half the world, what are you evidencing that by? Uh, well, um, I look at, for instance, um, how he was treated when he went to Great Britain. Uh, you know, his limousine would drive down the road and people would shout, um, let's go, Brandon. Um, you know, he was mocked roundly for, A, turning up late to Westminster Abbey. Um, you know, what was it? Miranda, wasn't that a complete violation of protocol to show up late to the funeral of a queen? Yeah. And, and look, I mean... If the Buckingham Palace does these things, they time them to the second and, you know, they do it very well, whether it's weddings or funerals. And this was obviously a huge one, the Queen. And so uh, all, most of the other world leaders were coming in on buses so that it was all organised. But must, Miranda, I'm sorry, it must have been global warming affecting the speed of Air Force One. Yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, he was. Did you, did you, you quote in your, Miranda, in your article. You you quoted quite clearly what his vile speech the other night before the Congressional Black Caucus. He said things that were frightening. America will not let evil win. Hate will not prevail in America. White supremacists will not have the last word. We cannot remain silent. Silence is complicity. America will not let evil win. Hate will not prevail in America. White supremacists will not have the last word. We cannot remain silent. Silence is complicity. (coughs) We have to speak out and stand united. What the hell is he talking about? Well, it's another imaginary crisis that he has to concoct. And it's also part of his cognitive problem, which is that he's he's just an angry old man who's fixated on certain things, um, one being his utter hatred for Donald Trump. Uh, he has, since he became president, all he's done is try to unwind everything that Donald Trump did. It offends him that Donald Trump was successful. So he needs to unwind everything like the border, for instance, or the economy. Um, and that's all he cares about. He cares about 
You mean without regard to whether or not he's damaging the country? All that matters is he's do- yeah. undoing what Trump did. That's all that yeah, matters. All that matters is his ego. And that's always been the way with him. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Look, Miranda, one of the symptoms of um, dementia is anger in older people lashing out irrationally. It's one thing to have an old guy do it in a house or an old woman, you know, yell at a grandchild with a cry. Yeah. Like, why is grandma yelling at me? What did I do wrong? And the child cries. Yeah. But this man is now doing this on the world stage. He also said, what is this about standing with many with the White House and the family of Emmett Till? I signed the anti-lynching act in his name, finally made lynching a federal crime. Standing with many of you at the White House and the family of Emmett Till, I signed the anti-lynching act in his name. That finally, after all these years, finally, made lynching a federal crime, a hate crime. Who was lynched in the last 50 years in this country? Yeah, it's all about him and the Democrats creating this fear among black people that uh, there's these white supremacists in the Republican Party that are following Donald Trump that want to lynch them, uh, that want to deny them the right to vote. Um, You know, I mean, nothing could be further from the truth. What it's driven by is the fact that the Democrats are absolutely existentially terrified that the Trump movement it attracted a lot of black voters. And, I mean, there's a video out at the moment um, about uh, some black people in Florida who um, are, are just laughing and, and rejoicing because Ron DeSantis has just sent some sort of recovery vehicle to their flood-stricken area. And they say, I'm a Democrat, but I'm voting for Ron DeSantis. He's great. And that is exactly what the Democratic Party is terrified of because if they lose their 85% uh, share of the black vote they're completely sunk miranda he's not alone though you look at the drudge report it's a daily attack upon maga yeah trump uh drudge was a friend of mine i haven't spoken to in a long while what happened to him uh, why is he attacking the supreme court now like he's in a university taking on the entire codex of, saw- of a university leftist uh, cadre what is he doing is it really him or is did he sell out? And Nobody knows. Funny? I don't have an answer. Yeah. I don't I don't have an answer. That's the big question. Well, let's go to the issue of Joe Biden bringing shame to the United States. He projects weakness and folly at a time of international turmoil. Correct. You wrote that. You said disrespect for the president echoes around the world. Check that. We talked about him showing up late for the Queen's funeral. The danger here is him talking to imaginary people, including uh, dead people, like the big embarrassment of Congresswoman Rep. Jackie Walorski, who died, whose funeral he had been at. I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie. Are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was was going to be here to help make this a reality. If this were any other president, what would happen? Wouldn't they call for cognitive tests? Yes. And uh, the fact that the president is turning 80 next month would mean that, I mean, anybody uh, getting older, I know very, very sharp 90-year-olds, 90 plus, but 
uh, you know, everybody is expected over a certain age to do extra tests for their driver's license. <laughs> Come on, Miranda, I'm 80 years old. No one knows this, but I've said it before. I was 80 in March. I just passed my uh, CCW test. I had to shoot a gun and hit the target right. over and over. So, so there, are, there are different levels of 80. You know, 80 Absolutely. is the new 60. Absolutely. Exactly. For some of us. Exactly. You know, and, and, and but, but, but obviously Joe Biden didn't have a lot of gray matter to start with. You know, we all decline with age. He didn't start with a full deck. And so whatever. But Bertrand, Bertrand Russell wrote some pretty great stuff in his 90s. He was one of my heroes. Yes. I've always admired great old people whose minds remain sharp into their late 80s or 90s. Well, I mean, Henry Kissinger, he's just written. Yeah. I mean, the guy's, I think, 99. He's a genius. I, I work with, um, you know, Cindy Adams, who's I won't be rude enough to say how old she is, but she's over 90 and wow. she's sharp as a tack. So it's nothing to do with chronological age, but it is the case that dementia, uh, the 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 risk of dementia doubles every five years after the age of 60. And Joe Biden wow. was never very bright to start with. I don't know if it's dementia or just he's not a very smart man, but whatever is the case, he he cannot even stick to the script when he's supposed to be reading from the teleprompter. He forgets things. He mucks up his words. He thinks he's dead people. He shakes the hands of imaginary people. He uh, gesticulates to non-existent staff members on stage. It looks terrible. The optics are shocking. He falls over all the time. Um, th these video clips go viral around the world. I know that they go viral in Australia. When he went to Israel in the summer, he stumbled off the plane, said, what am I doing now? I gave this ridiculous speech in which he talked about honour for the Holocaust instead of horror. Um, he's He got off the plane and he's, or, or at the speech in Israel. He said, it's a, uh, it, it's, it, what do you say, an honour to honour the Holocaust? Honour the Holocaust. He meant horror of the Holocaust. Because Keep alive the truth and honour of the Holocaust. Yes, of course. And he also, he, he said something a day earlier about, um, about the selfishness of American troops. He meant the selflessness. Oh, my God. You know, this happens all the time. He's constantly misspeaking. The, the scary part is when he ad-libs in a, in a, a very important um, message about, say, Nord Stream pipelines getting blown up. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer Nord Stream 2. We we will bring an end to it. He said that in February and the pipeline was blown up a week ago. So yeah, but just some allies are saying he that the USA and UK did that. Well, I mean, who benefits really? We just had Anthony Blinken just cock a hoop and saying what a great opportunity it was for America. And and so did that stupid energy. Well, why, well, why is it an opportunity for us? If, why is it an opportunity for the US? to blow up the pipeline. All we do is we, what, we weaken Putin's income and that helps us? Well, Blinken didn't admit to blowing up the pipeline. He just said that the blowing up of the pipeline was a great opportunity for America. And Jennifer Grantham said the same thing because now, um, you know, America can, can, can get Europe to go energy, you know, climate neutral, whatever it's called, carbon. Neutral. That's all they care That's about, they care irrespective about. of the, yeah. the risk of nuclear war. Yeah, because to them, the number one existential threat facing the world, they've told us they think oh. is climate change and they are arrogant and stupid enough to think they can change the climate.
Yeah, that's the part that interests me the most. Uh, When I grew up, we used to say, you can't do very much about the weather. Now it's called climate, but it's really called the weather. Used to be called the weather. Now it's climate. You know, there used to be a male and a female. Now it's called something else. Used to be global warming. And then they realized that the globe wasn't actually warming. So now they just call it a climate change. Used to be actually a global freezing before that. I mean, there's always some panic. Remember nuclear? Yeah, of course. There were were all sorts of climate issues uh, throughout my life. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Okay, so we agree for sure that shaking imaginary hands, walking off a stage and almost falling down, it could be comedic if it was an old Benny Hill routine yeah. about a, you know, a senile old president. Benny Hill would have done a great job and everyone would, would, would just go fall with laughter. And you would expect Saturday Night Live would do a, a skit about this. No, they're since, still on about Donald Trump. Yes, they're still doing Donald Trump. Two years later. So, okay, we both agree that all intelligent people, including second year medical students, agree that the president is in very serious cognitive decline. He is a clear and present danger to the United States and the whole Western world, if not the world itself. But waiting in the wings is the giggler. So (laughs) people, people, the giggler, the cackler. Okay, so I live in the Bay Area. I've watched her rise. We Uh all know that we all know the connection to Willie Brown and Nancy Pelosi. I'd like to run a scenario by you, Miranda, because you're as sharp as anyone I've ever spoken with of what I think is going to happen. They're going to keep him in power until at least January, because it's been well reported by now that um, if she takes office before January, she can't run a second again. If she takes office in January, she could run again. Okay, so that's one insurance policy. But I see the game being played a different way. He'll wait until January, February or March. I think it will happen. Before June, he will step aside or be pushed aside. Something will happen. And I don't know what it is. Kamala becomes president. So who does she appoint? She appoints the vice president, doesn't she? Yeah. It will be Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Who then can run as president unopposed. He won't even have to run for office. He'll be made president. She'll step aside toward the end of her own term. Because it's all the Nancy Pelosi machine, Miranda. And Nancy is a genius at manipulating. You know, we mustn't underestimate whoever she may be politically. She is one of the shrewdest, most Machiavellian empresses I've ever seen in American politics. Yeah. I don't care that she malign, malign influence. Well, do you think that the Gavin Newsom connection after Gavin is the nephew of Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, look, um, I, I I definitely think the Gavin Newsom, he was there a few months ago measuring the drapes in, yes. in the White House when Joe Biden was overseas. Um, he's certainly self-deluded and arrogant enough to think he has what it takes. Um, he's a vile person. And <laughs> Why do you say vile? Um, because he's such a, a phony, uh, because he cares because of what he's done to California because of his phony race baiting and, um, you know, crime pretense that he's some sort of compassionate person. He represents everything that's wrong with the Democratic Party. And, um, you know, like Beto O'Rourke, like Pete Buttigieg, it's this sort of new, um, new age, sensitive new age guy, Mm. uh, Democrat, that's come forward in the new generation. And they're, they're like, like Justin Trudeau. 
they're just pathetic excuses for men, really. Um, but but that's what the Democrats have. So I think I think you're right, and I think that they will pitch the 2024 election as a youth election. Um, how they dispatch Kamala Harris is another matter, but really. She's kind of just ambitious to do well for herself. I think she'd be quite happy just to have a very, um, you know, to, to have been president, to have that on her resume. I don't think she has any desire to change anything. She hasn't got any policies. She's an airhead. Um, people, so pe- people who know her here in the Bay Area and have worked with her in court say that she's actually very dangerous if she becomes president because she's a diehard fanatic and racist She's used racism to get where she is. Yeah. Even her, remember, look, her last name is Harris. That's an Irish name. In fact, I believe her father, when she was uh, kind of prominent for a while, a year ago, said, but but we kept slaves. Why are you doing that, Kamala? Remember that famous thing that we had slaves too? Yeah. The Harrises did. What is this with slavery in, in this time of the year 2022? What is this about slavery? Well, I mean, the thing is, America had a war, a civil war over slavery, and the good guys won. And there's no, you know, thousands of Americans died to free the slaves. So if any country in the world has kind of expunged any guilt they had for slavery, it was America. So I, I I don't get it. It's just that there are so many historical illiterates deliberately illiterate. created schools. That they probably don't even know that there was a civil war over slavery. Oh, my God. 600,000 men died killing each other yeah. in the United States. Of course, we all know, those of us who've studied Lincoln, and I have, that he did not uh, initiate the civil war to free the slaves. He even said so. He's on record saying that, that this war is not about slavery. He said that right in the beginning of the war. It's really about commercial interests at the end of the day. Did not want the South, which was a a resource rich area to secede from the Union because it would have crippled the Union in plain English. It was later on during the Civil War, Miranda, that Lincoln is quoted as saying that it was about slavery. But even at the end of the war, he said it wasn't about slavery. And yet now he's been turned into the man who. Oh, the Civil War was to free the slaves. No, it wasn't to free the slaves. That's a collateral issue that arose during this horrendous event in American history. But I think, you know, I wrote a book years ago called Stop the Coming Civil War, which sits behind me. It was published in 2014. I didn't think people thought I was crazy then, but it didn't get the attention that it's getting now. Uh, It's not in print, really, and I'm not selling a book. But I saw this coming, and I think there are forces in this country that would like a second civil war. Yeah. What do you think about that? Look, I agree with you. Just listen to the president's rhetoric and the rhetoric coming from his administration, and they're pummeling it every day to to uh, demonize 75 million at least Americans, you know, the so-called semi-fascist MAGA Republicans, he calls them, uh, to demonize them, to lock them up, to stick the FBI onto parents at school board meetings, to stick the FBI onto patriotic Americans, um, to lock them up. He He's boasted about that. So he's targeting his political rivals. He's hoping for, I think, the Democrats want some sort of, they want to provoke a reaction. They're trying to take people's guns away. Oh, God. They are, they are raiding 
people's homes, the home of a Catholic anti-abortion activist with seven children the other day. Oh, horrible. Completely peaceful person. So they are creating these Ruby Ridge situations, these Waco situations. And one, wait, one of the FBI agents, one of the FBI agents said we didn't even use a tactical squad when we took down the Unabomber. That's right. That was Terry Turchi, uh, you know, the first uh, d- assistant director, uh, boss of the counterterrorism unit, um, who was the guy who ran the Unabomber task force. He, they didn't even use. Um, a, a SWAT team to do that. And now they're using SWAT teams to go after, you know, fathers of seven, Catholic anti-abortion fathers of seven. Um, so you know, I, I, I Miranda, they're I, trying I to provoke something. So do I. And let's hope to God that enough Americans see through this. Because yeah. the one I, thing I that, that prevents us from becoming a Nazi Germany with railway cars and internment camps is the Second Amendment. Yeah, the Germans had guns, but they didn't have a Second Amendment to prevent the Nazis from seizing their guns and pe- guns. What people don't understand who have not studied it is that one of the first acts that Hitler engaged in when he got absolute power was seizing guns in Germany. One of the first acts of Pol Pot in Cambodia, and I have pictures of it, was seizing the guns of Cambodians before they started to round up their anti-communist enemies in Cambodia, which, of course, resulted in the mountain of human skulls after they were run through the death camps, the slave labor camps. So you say, well, it can't happen here. You know, I was at a gun range the other day requalifying for a certain permit. And I didn't initiate the conversation. Not everyone there knows who I am. But, you know, the men were muttering about it's coming. These are ordinary guys. Yeah. Everybody that I have run into recently says it's coming. This government of ours has most Americans on edge, especially those of us who have any historic knowledge. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. So, Miranda, we agree that he's senile. We admit the people behind him are vile and dangerous. We admit that they'll do anything to hold on to more power. Do you see any hope of this being stopped or arrested before it gets out of control? I do, because uh, I think uh, Americans are waking up. Even those who voted for Joe Biden are uh, realizing the error of their ways. They're seeing how fast the country has declined economically, socially, in every way. I think a lot of people believed Joe Biden when he said he was going to unite the country. Mm-hmm. And they see the, the the vicious language and the anger emanating from him. They saw that, you know, people are calling it the satanic speech, the red speech that he gave. Oh, the, the red, operator. the red background with the Marines. I mean, that that was just beyond anything. It, that was definitely evoking the Third Reich. So I well, think. Well, Jean Pierre didn't think so. Oh, she. Really, she just says what. what when have we saying? ever had a press secretary who was so incompetent, facile, stupid as now? When has this ever been permitted by by a press that didn't doesn't boo her off the stage? Well, I mean, it's deliberate, obviously. And the, the, the White House press corps is, for the most part, with a few honorable exceptions, they're just, you know, pets. They just do whatever the Democratic Party wants them to do. They howl down Donald Trump 
day in, day out, so disrespectful. Um, they, the poor old, uh, you know, Sean Spicer and um, Kelly McEnany. Uh, Kelly McEnany was fantastic, Harvard graduate. I thought so. Very articulate on top of everything. And she was pilloried and treated as if she was a moron. Um, but they had nothing but respectful of uh, you know, wh- wh- Where's the Sam Donaldson? Mr. President, going back to Reagan, screaming at him. Mr. President, stopping him. Everyone thought he was a great guy. Why are people not allowed to say to her, hey, look, we know you're incompetent. Get off the stage. You know, you're incompetent. You're a liar. Stop it. Well, I mean, her predecessor lied as well. Um, oh, that one, the redhead? Yeah. Terrible. I have nothing against redheads. I have one in the family who I love very much. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, she I, did I, it. I, she did it with, in a cogent way, though. And she was very glib in the use of language. Very glib. Yes. Yes. This and one you, This one can't form a sentence without looking well, at the notes and fumbling them. Didn't she work for Kamala Harris? Oh, no. did she? I'm not sure. I, I believe mean, she was Kamala Harris's press secretary. Ah, and well, she has she cool. has a twofer that I'm not allowed to mention put in there. She's I believe I know she's a woman. At least that's the, I grew up a long time ago. She looks like a woman to me. She's what is a woman? Well, she's a female. I'm pretty sure of that she's a pretty right. female. She's um, of Haitian descent. Check that box. And I believe she is uh, gay. So. I believe so. And that gives a protection. Aren't those three insurance blankets? Of course. I mean, that's the way that the administration works. Joe Biden constantly ticks off how he's got, you know, the most diverse uh, <laughs> administration ever. Don't say the word diverse to me. I know a man who wrote in the ni- 20 years ago, diversity is perversity. He was copying Orwell and he was trying to use word sil- syllogism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he said diversity is perversity. So I get it. Diversity is a code word. And many blacks don't appreciate the fact that they're lumped in with people who happen to be gay or or were transgender they don't like it they don't like their race being a lot of of gay people i know don't like being lumped in with um transgender um nonsense can we talk about that for a minute how has a very very small minority of people tiny taken control of the entire narrative to do with alternate sexualities how is that possible because they're being used ah you know it's it's and because people are naturally sympathetic also because you know a lot of the transgender activists you see are completely mad so they're actually quite useful as um i don't know foot soldiers what what, um, what do you mean by completely mad angry mad or crazy mad crazy like they're crazy they're they're sad individuals a lot of them you you know one of the, the untold stories about this um destruction of childhood by the transgender uh, nuttiness, the gender ideology, is that um, a good, a, a disproportionate number of the kids who are identifying as trans are autistic. Um, oh. This is such an assault oh my on God. kids who don't have the emotional wherewithal and actually need help, not their genitals um, cut off oh. and and hormones pumped into them to stop their puberty. To me, it's, it's Dr. Mengele stuff. It is. And it's an assault on these children. And, you know, shame on the parents who go along with it to be fashionable. Well, I see a lot of pushback against this coming from the African-American community. The, the, the centrist African-American Christian community is really getting pissed off 
Absolutely. And I and, see it. And, and Latino as well. Well, it's against the male culture in those macho societies. Let's be very clear. They don't want their son going to school and coming home in a pair of high heels and a dress. No, and no penis. Well, we don't think that they've gotten that far yet in, in the school nursing office. I don't think that they're using the scalpels uh, right. in the schools. yet. Look, it, you can only but laugh. As Gavin Newsom has just uh, said, like wants to pass some law, or has passed some law that uh, allows the schools to do this stuff, both surgery what? and hormones without the permission who, of children. Who did the schools this? aren't doing it, but the schools refer to the hospitals. What? Gavin Newsom's just done this oh. in California. Yeah. But he has so, four children of his own. Uh, well, he would never let it happen to his children. His children go to posh schools. But actually, the posh schools in New York oh, the worst. are the worst. The worst. Yeah. yeah. Look, I will tell a story here of a family we've known for many years. Their daughters are 14 and 12 or something, and they're in a Catholic school, quote unquote. Now, what's happened in these elite Catholic schools, and it's a very expensive one, is they've hired very, very dramatically militant um, lesbians as uh, chairman of the school or whatever you call it, headmistress, headmaster, head thing. And they are so vehemently anti-hetero, it's hard to believe that the children don't come out and throw themselves off a bridge. Their child is a beautiful girl. She's a model. This woman targeted her so badly that the girl was committing thinking of committing suicide oh. and they told her she can't wear a dress because she's too attractive to boys would you believe this and they threw her out of the school because she was too attractive this is in a catholic school miranda well i mean i went to a catholic school many years ago and we 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 had to wear our dresses uh long and not short in case we attracted the attention of boys and so on so that's sort of a a tradition in catholic school no, no, they're not allowed to wear the kilt dresses anymore. You know, the check dresses girls yeah, wore yeah, at Catholic yeah. school. This woman, this militant, uh, she made them wear pants. Right. All the girls have to wear pants because the, the legs are too attractive to the poor teenage boys. I admit that's true. I remember being 14 and I could not study mathematics very well. All I saw was the long blonde hair two rows ahead of me. <laughs> and when they called on me, I didn't know what they were talking about. My mind was addled by the hair. So, yes, I understand. But what's next? Scarves, hijabs? Yeah. So the boys right. can concentrate. Exactly. Huh? This is what progressives are getting to it. <laughs> we were going. Prudery and, um, you know, and they talk about about Republicans or conservatives uh, not allowing women to to have free 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 will. It's it's the opposite, as with everything. Oh, no. with the Democrats, everything's upside everything's down. The, the, wor the world is so. We started with with Miranda Devine. We started with senile Joe Biden is bringing shame to the United States. We all know he's cognitively deficient. It's a danger to the United States and the world. We then went into the upside down world that we are living in. But Miranda remains, I believe, an optimist. She says, and correct me if I am mistaken, that the American electorate as asleep as it has been is slowly awakening to the madness of what's going on. Yeah, well, they're being slapped in the face by reality. I mean, you just look at inflation every day and, and there's Joe Biden standing up saying, oh, inflation zero this month. And everyone knows he's lying. I think people are aware now the guy's a liar, if nothing else. And 
Well, he's a pathological liar, and he has been his entire political life. Oh, and, and, you know, the mythology that the media allowed him to build around himself, that he was honest Joe, that he was the poorest man in Congress, that he was a lovely family man and a kind man. And he rode the train, right? Every day rode the train. Yeah. And, uh, And that he had enormous empathy. I mean, that was blown up after Afghanistan when he was looking at his watch and talking about his own troubles when he was meeting the parents of the 13 service men and women who were killed because of his incompetence. So uh, I think I think there are no illusions really anymore, at least among 70% of America, 30% of America, you just, you're never going to reach. They're just out of touch and they'll never believe. Anything. Which city do you work out of, Miranda? I see your city. background. You're in you're in the big apple, okay, so-called. They don't call it anymore. I would call it the rotten apple. Every day we see knife wielding maniac terrorizes woman, young sons yeah. in their Central Park carousel. No picture, of course, of the perpetrator. Every day women are punched, beaten up, pushed down. Yeah. Asians punched, pushed down. The Hasidic Jews punched, pushed down. And it's largely coming from the African-American community, not from white supremacists. So we have a black mayor called Eric Adams, who I supported because I thought as an ex-cop and as an African-American, he could get the crime under control. But instead, it's gotten worse. Why has it gotten worse? Well, look, Bill de Blasio did so much damage. And uh, and then you know, they they went and took a billion dollars out of the the budget of the NYPD. They defunded the police during all that George Floyd madness. And Eric Adams He's just a, a showman, really. He knew he, he was the only candidate who was talking in a sensible way about cr- law and order and crime. So he talks the talk, but he doesn't do anything. And all he cares about, we, we just found out it's going to be at least a billion dollars to spend on uh, these illegal migrants that he's welcoming into the so-called sanctuary city. And, um, I mean, that's the least of, Amer- of, of New York's problems. But um, it's really just the fact that that... Mentally ill people are on the streets, just like in California, uh, and there's nowhere for them to to go, and they're a menace to themselves and to everybody else, and they reduce the quality of life. Uh, everybody who can really has fled the city, and, um, and then- I do. I know some very prominent yeah. Manhattanites who were born there, and I'm talking it was in their blood. They were like Manhattan yeah. Indians, so to speak. Florida. Well, some some moved to Connecticut um, a year ago or two. They bought houses nearby. They still have friends in Manhattan, but they cannot believe the bloody weekends. They cannot believe the crime, the dirt, the filth, the lack of control. And the the cities are degenerating. We are becoming a frighteningly uh, third world nation if this keeps up. Can this be turned around? And how? We have all these DAs funded by George Soros. Yeah. Okay, so we had one removed here in San Francisco, and the African-American woman who replaced our equivalent of Alvin Bragg is trying to clean up the city. And Of course, she's being attacked by the left wing as being a, a right winger now, even though she used to work for the old DA. Now she suddenly became an honorary right winger because she wants to crack down on the crime. Is there a mental illness involved here that they don't understand the connection between extreme liberalism and rampant crime? Do they not see the connection? I, I don't, there's a missing piece of the jigsaw puzzle and you may have it. Um, <laughs> no. I, I don't understand other than that it's deliberate. I mean, this George. Deliberate. Uh, th- there's nothing compassionate about what they're doing, whether it's um, creating chaos in the cities uh, by ruining law and order or by opening the borders and, 
you know, allowing millions of people in here. It has to be a deliberate attack on this country because that's what it is. Uh, you can't, and, and also not to go back on it. Like if you did it and it was a mistake, surely you would admit it and stop it, or at least not admit it, but stop it. They're not, they're not doing that. They're just pretending it's not happening. So it has to be deliberate. Um, you know, I mean, I don't want to go that next step and make the leap to say it's some revolutionary, you know, uh, strategy um to break down the united states and create a new um you know that's what i've heard and i don't know i don't go there no, either. i don't go there because it sounds crazy but it, it, there just is no rational explanation for why you would do this to the city and and you know it, it is a recipe for electoral um annihilation except that the Democrats have figured out that end, they they you know legally or otherwise they manage managing to fix elections so that they oh. they have certainly have an advantage. I'm not saying they stole the 2020 election, but they used you know 400 million dollars from Mark Zuckerberg, uh, just for instance, to make things much easier on themselves. They they are ballot harvesting with impunity, um, and so. Uh, you know, I, I believe that there should be paper ballots only and elections should be only on one day of voting. Except and voter ID. Easy. Absolutely voter Easy. ID. And, and of course, except for the military who may be overseas, we understand that. Well, if you can't go to the polls yeah. for whatever the reason is, you shouldn't vote. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. She said, well, what about the they'll say, well, what about the poor people who are handicapped? Well, that's a question that could be resolved very easily. But. They're not the majority of handicapped people, not the majority of people who are not voting on Election Day with paper ballots. It's an attempt to make it so it's easy to alter the data. And as we all know, I think it was Stalin or was it Beria who said it's not important who votes, but who counts the vote. Was it Stalin? Yeah. You, you yeah. right. Yeah. Was it Stalin? I, I, I can't so. remember. I think it was either Beria, his, his secret police thug, or it was he. Yeah. It doesn't matter who votes. It matters who counts the votes. Mm. So defund the police liberal policies they drive businesses out of the city the cities are imploding and all we hear about is white supremacy and the oath keepers like they're running around the cities pushing people at the front of in front of subway cars yeah. Yeah. home of borders language culture the savage nation so miranda is there any hope for this country Yes, there is. And it's because it's America. And if there's one country, you know, this is a disease around the world. You look, there's no good leadership anywhere in the world. Um, and uh, everything is chaos and dysfunction. You mean all in the world or just the Western, the Western world? world? The Western world. Is there good leadership in Asia? Is there good leadership in the Middle East? Is there good leadership anywhere? Where would well, it be? I mean, look, I, I think in Hungary, I think Viktor Orban, I think that's good leadership. Uh, huh. I, I don't know. The jury's out uh, with this new woman, Maloney, in Italy, but I certainly like her speeches. and her mm -hmm. So I, I think that there's a populist uh, movement, nationalist movement around the world where ordinary people are sick of being disenfranchised, pushed out uh, by you know, wealthy, a small number of wealthy elites who control everything globally, whether, you know, you have big tech controlling our speech, uh, they're globalists, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Unbelievable. Um, and so so I think that, yes, because it's America, because America is the one place in the world where people are putting up a fight. I have friends in Australia go, oh, everyone's always fighting in America. It's really unseemly. And I'm like, yeah, you, you guys are rolling over and accepting 
the left crushing you. In America, they don't. They have their their constitutional rights and they're fighting for them. So so that's what's happening. And I hope uh, that the Republicans, um, you know, when it looks like they will win at least the House, if not the Senate, that they will start putting some some breaks on the Biden administration. Um, But they also, the Republicans have to get their act together. You know, they're a little bit disorganised. They're all over the place. They're competing with each other, um, you know, and and who is going to end up running in 2024? That's another question. Is it Trump, DeSantis, or is it um, Pompeo? Yeah, all, all three. See, I mean, at least the Republicans have a very deep bench of very good people. Do you, do you think Trump is going to run again? I think he I think he wants to. Yes, for sure. Um, Are they going to arrest him before that? Oh, probably. I mean, they'll do anything. Probably. You know, they raided his his home. They they ransacked his wife's closet. They ransacked his teenage son's bedroom. So um, they'll 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 do whatever it takes. Um, but, you know, I'm not sure if I, mean, I think Trump was brilliant. But I also do think that he will be older than Biden was, and not. Wow. I mean, he's he's super. I never, yeah, I never saw anyone's stamina like no, his. It's the McDonald's and the. I Coca-Cola. totally agree with you, but I also think that there's a mood in the country that will um, heighten by 2024 um, for for a, a new generation. And that's the danger because Newsom is exactly. young and good looking. That is he he's the right man at the right time exactly. to walk to waltz into the White House. Exactly. And that's why he measured the drapes. I think they have it all. The skids are already greased. And that's why they're him. saying that that Biden will run because uh, they want to sort of outfall, even though it's preposterous, they want to sort of pretend that they're not going to do a youth ticket. I think I think a youth ticket. And there'll be a lot of kids who were at school during the pandemic who will be able to vote, who are angry about the boomers having curtailed their lives and stolen their futures uh, with good good reason. But, I mean, it was the Democrats who did it and Gavin Newsom who did it, exactly the wrong people to vote for. But um, and also the fact that Trump can only run for one term. I think the problems are too mm. to interest. So, and look, uh, you know, DeSantis, uh, he hasn't been fully tested yet. And he's certainly um, mimicking the Trump style, which is great. Um, but he's very competent and he's shy. Back. Yeah, he's run a state, a great state with a huge economy. And he's running very well. And look at the way he tre- he's running with the, the hurricane. People love him. Uh, and and he's he's a counterpuncher like Trump. He's tough, uh, and he's young, and he's smart, and he's he's not glib enough. See, I I like DeSantis's policies. Yeah. He's not a very good speaker. He's a little tongue tied, believe it or not. He doesn't have that flow. Not like he doesn't Trump. Have the, Trump. Trump's the no. Yeah, he, he doesn't have the rap. He doesn't have the rap. But you know, we we and, live in more serious. Twenty four is a more serious time. I mean, you know, twenty sixteen we could kind of afford to to oof. to take a punt. Whereas I think DeSantis is a safer guy. Look, I I personally love Trump, and I think he was a brilliant uh, president. But I just wonder if the time will be right for him in twenty four. And whether, I mean, it wouldn't be better to have him throw his weight behind DeSantis. for the Step aside and say vote for X or vote for Y. Yeah, yeah. It'll never happen. No. 
I, I, I think that Trump's ego is too large. No, I agree. And it's the nature of the man. I mean, he's he's a big bull, and that's how he's managed to achieve has. <laughs> it's not in the DNA of a big bull to step aside for the for no, the young buck. He's in the arena, but watch out, the picador is waiting. I mean, they put the knife into him so many times. His hide must be so thick. Yeah. I don't. I watched him speak the other day. I, I couldn't believe this man. He laughed about subpoenas and subpoenas. I get him every day. Yeah. I pay for my walls yeah. with them. It doesn't matter to him. They roll off him. Yeah. I don't. I don't know where he gets this hide. And that he's is so fitter thick. than ever. I mean, he's lost weight. He's um. He's on top of his game. Um, Maybe he's eating the chicken burgers instead of the <laughs> double max. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. He's playing a lot of golf, I think. A lot of talking. I don't know. Well, Miranda, any final words for the, the podcast, which is called, what's the title? Senile Joe Biden is bringing shame to the United States with Miranda Devine. And by the way, I'm going to follow it with, plus, I'm doing a thing on medicines to treat dementia. And of course, prior to this, I'm talking about the biomarkers for uh, dementia, which are well known, you know, as I, I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's going to precede us, which is that there are biomarkers for diabetes. We all look for the A1A glucose in the blood as a marker. We Diabetes. There's a marker for heart, potential heart disease, which would be cholesterol and other factors. People are rightly taking tests for these biomarkers and then adjusting accordingly. But what they don't know is that there are actual biomarkers for Alzheimer's disease that have now been uh, determine uh, the, the tau proteins, beta amyloid, things like that. He should be submitted to these tests for for us to know how far gone he is. But they're not going to do and, that ever. They, they've no. just hidden him from the beginning. They knew he was like this. It wasn't this is some sudden onset problem. He he was like this. I saw him up close and personal in New Hampshire and Iowa uh, at the beginning of 2020, and and people were shaking their heads and walking out of the town halls he was doing because he was so hopeless like he is now. So nothing's really changed. It's just gotten a little worse. Um, but, look, I'll just leave you with one thing, one, one thought. Uh, would it be better for the country to shuffle Joe off and install Kamala Harris or would it be worse? My view is mm. I think it would be better for Republicans because there's still a rump of Americans that have spent the last four decades thinking of Joe Biden as a certain person. You can't change their minds. So he has that yeah. goodwill, that residual goodwill. Ah. Whereas Kamala Harris, no one likes. So it's sort of what you see is what you get with her. So that would be better for the Republicans, I think. That she does, that they do put her yeah. in. Yeah, and also she's she's just... You know, the same people are going to be controlling her as a controlling Joe, but at least yes. she's not going to be ad-libbing about Russia or Ukraine and potentially putting us into World War Three. Interesting thought. It's anyone's guess what might happen before the midterms. Yeah. And certainly after the midterms, if it's a blowout against the Dems, all bets are off of what they're going to do to the world and to this country to hold on to power. Because remember, Joe still has two big years to destroy everything forever. Miranda Devine, thank you for the time. Uh, I look forward to your articles whenever they appear. Do they appear elsewhere uh, in syndication outside the New York Post? No, just the New York they... Post. Well, that's big enough. Yes. Right? I'm not diminishing it in any way. Yeah. I, I'm on that site all the day. All, all, what's your most recent article other than the Biden that's, one? That's the one that's came out today. Ah, well, you see, we got you just in time. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Thank you for, for 
being so bright and so nice to us today. Pleasure. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye, Bye. now. Michael Savage, a host like no other. During this interview or discussion with Miranda Devine, I mentioned my appearance on Newsmax TV. Biden's brain is gone. He will soon be replaced. I'm going to play that for those of you who did not see it. It fits perfectly with what we have been talking about in this podcast. Please listen. All right, we're back to the crowds here, and we are going to bring in Dr. Michael Savage, host of the Michael Savage podcast. Well, in another major gaffe this week during a speech, Biden asked for a congresswoman that he presumed to be in attendance. Uh, that congresswoman in question, Jackie Walorski, of course, uh, she passed away tragically in a car accident uh, earlier in the summer. Uh, Dr. Savage, great to have you here. Your thoughts as we watch, as Rob and I were just talking, uh, one gap after another, uh, Biden looking for the congressman, Karine Jean-Pierre can't be uh, truthful with the American people and say what was going on. She says uh, that uh, he he was top of mind. She doubled down. Doubled down. It's just they say he forgot. Uh, Dr. Savage, good to see you. What are your thoughts on all this? The king has no brain. Thanks for having me on. This is getting to be frightening. When you consider the fact that he is showing all the signs of one doctor called it uh, Parkinsonian dementia. I previously was involved with Alzheimer's research. The man clearly has dementia of some kind. He does not belong in any position of authority. He needs to be taken and given the care that he needs. Unfortunately, waiting in the wings is a stooge of Nancy Pelosi, who is even worse because she knows what she is doing and she is more fanatical than he is. So the zealots and fanatics behind Biden have a conundrum right now. They either remove him because he is incapable, uh, but he's going to be removed anyway. It's not too long. Anyone who studied dementia knows these things move like this, and then they dive. They never go back up. There's right. no cure for what he has. No, good point. So there might be good days, but it's a, it's, it's a downhill the, the, the entire sad. time. There's no coming back yeah. from it. Yes, and, and the fact is, when he leaves, we're going to get Kamala Harris, who was put in power by the Nancy Pelosi machine in San Francisco. If you want a horror show that's not the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but the Nancy Pelosi Picture Show, it's coming to a theater near you very soon. And that's going to be more worrisome than a senile man like Joe Biden. But you go to the FBI now. I mean, I, are we going to talk about that one? We're living in, in the Soviet Union all of a sudden. So do you think, Michael, um, let's say the Democrats do get hammered in the midterms. Uh, do they really turn on Joe Biden uh, after the election? Do we start to hear more about Joe Biden's mental health, his mental acuity from the media? The media can't be counted upon to do anything right. You know that they're nothing but paid stooges. Whatever their bosses tell them to say, they will say the Anderson Coopers, the others. They're an embarrassment to the word media. They're not media. They're spokesmouths for the most corrupt, demented administration in American history. But the zealots and fanatics around him are worrisome. They have no connection to America, no connection to the Constitution, and no connection to justice or freedom. And so what we, the people, have to do is continue to talk out, speak out. They're intimidating us. They're meant to bankrupt us and frighten us and intimidate us. Remember in the in the 70s and the 60s, a long time ago, We kept hearing, oh, that'll chill free speech if Reagan does this. That'll chill free speech if the conservatives or Republicans do that. Well, they're not just chilling conservatives now. 
they're arresting conservatives now. I I must tell you, I was at a pistol range today to requalify for a certain permit. Many of these people are cops, current cops. Not one person there did not say to me, we have entered a very dangerous place in America. And they're all expecting it to get worse, not better. So I don't have the answer. Millions of Americans are armed to the teeth and they're expecting the government to become even more insane, not less insane. Yeah, Michael, I want to ask you about something because, you know, you talk about Biden's decline that we've seen, the cognitive decline, uh, especially in, in, in recent weeks, recent gaffes. Um, you know, a lot of wondering speculation. Is he going to run in 24? Uh, he hasn't really committed to that. People around him, Democrats around him, they won't say they support him. The vice president uh, can't even have a, a straight answer on that. Uh, Biden said something. He was at a Rosh Hashanah event with Kamala Harris uh, yesterday, and he said Kamala won't be the last woman to be vice president or president. Uh, wonder if there's anything more there, uh, mm. perhaps that, you know, he's looking towards maybe later in the next couple of years here, or even if he's thinking about a second term uh, where things might take a turn. What are your thoughts on that? Jen, even a stop clock is right twice a day. Huh. Biden is a stop clock. Occasionally they have lucid moments. He knows he's not going to finish out the term. He just admitted it. He knows she's going to be president. He just admitted it. The fact of the matter is he can't hold on much longer. He's probably holding on as best he can until the midterm elections and then something is going to happen. It's anyone's guess what the fanatics and zealots around him will do to make that happen. Yeah. And the fact is she will be president within a year. So no question uh, so, about Something's it. gonna happen, by the way, the Jackie Walorski thing, that was disturbing. Oh. Uh, and and yeah. people, the problem that I had with it, Dr. Savage, is that he didn't correct himself in the moment. Um, th this is something, they lowered the flags at the White House for two days. He put out a statement. He knew Jackie Walorski. She was a member of Congress for 10 years. He says that, and then he doesn't have the presence of mind to correct himself. And then Corrine Jean-Pierre, uh, again, uh, she, she doubled shocking. down. Why not just say, Gosh. the president forgot? Mm -hmm. It's been a long week, and then the media can, you know, if well, people forget, I, you can say that. I love how James Rosen put it, our own White House correspondent. Yeah. He said, I think about John Lennon a lot, but I don't ask yeah. uh, where he is. He does talk about the Beatles a lot, by the way, uh, James good. Rosen. <laughs> uh, no, but, but so, Dr. Savage, just quickly, let's say, you know, we get through the midterms, um, and, and Joe Biden says he's not going to run. D do you think the battle between Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom, could be more interesting than the possible battle between the Republican candidates vying for the nomination in 24. I have to back up for a minute. I don't think he's going to say he's not going to run. I don't think that's the scenario at all. He'll never say he's not going to run. I think something is going to happen, and I'll leave it at that. I'm not Nostradamus, but something is going to happen. She will be installed. And waiting in the wings is Nancy Pelosi, who we must never forget, has always dreamed of being president. This is the eerie part of this whole wow. picture. This is the eerie part. And if I were given to writing novels, I would not exclude the fact that we could see Pelosi in the presidency within the next few years through a series Whoa, of Whoa, Doc, she's events. 82 years old. Yeah, well, she's I, up there. The next few years. Well, how would well, that work? Caesar lived a very long life, and then so did some of the empresses. Uh, of ancient uh, Rome. Nancy Pelosi is like an empress. She's the type that will never go away. 
and she will be here to haunt us even if she isn't president. Huh. I don't think she's going to be Speaker of the House in a couple of months. But Well, I hope you're right, and I hope Trump wins because, you know, Trump is outmaneuvering, by the way, the FBI right now. We all know that. And he's just liable to be the president again, which is their worst possible nightmare. You just look here at at who has the stamina. I mean, Trump's been doing these rallies for how many months now? So many weekends. He can do five in a day for days on end. We saw it back in 2020. Uh, And you see Biden staying so close to home. He does a couple of Democrat fundraisers in Washington, but he really doesn't leave uh, his compound in in Wilmington or at the beach or, you know, he's back and forth between there and the White House. So, And and Joe Biden is, is not a young, he'll be 80 next month. He's 79. He's not a young 79. You know, some people can be. They can be even Joe Biden is not a young 79 years old. Donald Trump, I believe he's 76. Got a lot more energy, a lot more. A lot more. Somebody, Um, I mean, even more than someone 20 years younger than him. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be the cheeseburgers and fries. I've been doing health food for the last 40 years. I may switch to McDonald's. You look great, Dr. Savage. Yeah, apparently. absolutely. <laughs> we got to leave it there. Dr. Michael I Savage. I got to give it a shot. Enjoy Thanks the conversation, as Thanks, always. Dr. I Savage. never thought about that Nancy Pelosi angle. Um, you got me scratching oh, my head now. watching yeah. her. All right, we'll Keep do it again soon. Her. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Bye now. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.